0: Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. Hey, welcome to the Steve Day Show here, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Day three in the new digs. We continue to be overwhelmed. I had originally intended to respond to all of you, but we have gotten literally hundreds of them now, and I cannot keep up. I mean, the amount of people who have chimed in uh, to say how much they love the new set. And, and of course, that means the credit goes to the design and engineering team at Blaze TV. We had almost nothing to do with it. Aaron helped them install it. I wrote the headlines on the board behind me. I did less than nothing. You did less than that. Yes. yes. At least you're honest. Yes. The, I mean, you can't ride coattails more than Amen. I did nothing. But yet yeah, that is true. You did nothing. Amen. Um, and so really, all the credit goes to them. And, and there are so many compliments now. I, I can't. Keep up with them all. I mean, I just, I can't respond to each and every one of them. So I just wanted to say thank you to all of you corporately as we get started here with day three on the show. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. You heard him already. He does nothing. Uh, Aaron McIntyre, he pretty much does everything else. All right. Um, And we have a jam-packed show coming up for you today. But before we begin, Todd actually did do something yesterday. I brought in yesterday a certain a certain box. Todd, do you recall what this box was that I brought in yesterday? Because there was no more room at my own home. Do you yes. remember what this was? What was it?
1: It was a box of the pumpkin pie built bars, which... Oh, Correct. ...fell under the heading of one of the flavors that you've introduced to me that I was the most skeptical of them pulling off. Correct. And yes, Aaron?
2: My guys... Can I can I can I just co-opt this commercial real quick? Absolutely I was here again late last night, later than usual, just cleaning some stuff up. Which we appreciate. I have by not the way. I have not eaten since like seven thirty in the morning. So it was like five or six o'clock last night. And my stomach is grumbling. And then I remember and I see that box that you built that, that you brought in yesterday of built mm-hmm. bars. Mm-hmm. And you know the, the briefcase in Pulp Fiction that just glows? The box was doing that. I went over. Beckoning to you. I went over. I opened up one of those build Bars, and holy cow, it's the truth, man. I don't know how they get such a rich flavor without actually overdoing it, mm-hmm. but they, they, they strike a balance there. It's amazing.
0: There you go. I brought the box in. I said, guys, I'm out of space, so guess what? You get some of the overflow. I mean, I didn't have a chance to put the box down. You grabbed it out of my hand, Todd. I had to know. And demanded, I must try this right now. Very, very Dacian play when it comes to anything pumpkin
1: flavored, so I
0: appreciate that.
1: Well, I'm not a slappy, but I understand that there is everything else that's pumpkin, and then there is pumpkin pie. Right. That That is the king yes, of pumpkin pie. the granddaddy products. of them all. Yes. And I do love it. At the holidays, and while the, it, as I told you, the pumpkin was amazing and, and it hits you right away. But I thought maybe the white coating, the white chocolate, w- yeah, was just going to be. It looks like whipped, cream. but that comes in late, and it you definitely get the whipped cream entity that mm-hmm. you. They did it. There you go. I can't
0: give you a better endorsement than that. You know, Urson. He's an acquired taste, and even he likes these. All right, so if you want to make the switch today to the best protein bar of all time, get their brand-new pumpkin pie flavor just in time for the season and all of their other great flavors all covered in real chocolate. You will not believe how good these protein bars are, how low in calories they are. 15% off your order when you use my last name, Dace, as your promo code. 15% off with the promo code Dace when you go to built.com for Built Bar. Built.com. All right, coming up on today's show, the return of the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. We look forward to that. We'll play buy, sell, or hold beginning at the bottom of the hour. But let us begin, as we always do, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away
2: what happened while we were away brought to you by dementia joe biden sat down with one of his super fans cnn's jake tapper for a one-on-one interview we,
0: we we passed so much legislation that significantly makes a makes a point about you know for example the american rescue plan the, the legislation to deal with inflation um, the, the the inflation act when people hear the word
2: armageddon they get scared from used by a u.s yeah. president they get scared do you think, in any way, discussing this type of thing publicly, openly, Putin's possible use of nuclear weapons, might have the opposite effect of what you want? It might make some of our wobblier European allies be even more scared of confronting Putin.
0: Well, no, I don't think so at all. I think, look, there was a, a directed. When I'm talking about, I'm talking to Putin. It hadn't. Been, there, there has. There is no. There's no guarantee that they're going to be. I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. Make sure that we're in a situation where we finally have action on guns. And by the way, I'm going to get an assault weapons ban. Before this is over, I'm going to get that again. Not a joke and watch.
2: Moving on, another member of the European Union Parliament is calling out the COVID jabs. Croatian politician Mislav Kolokusic says the purchase of 4.5 billion doses of the COVID jab for Europe's mere 450 million EU residents is, quote, the biggest corruption scandal in the history of mankind. In a video posted on Twitter, Kolakusic says there was no data on the efficacy of the jabs at the time the EU purchased its 4.5 billion doses nor any info on its harmful effects. The other member of parliament we told you about yesterday, Rob Roos, who cornered a Pfizer executive on whether there was any data about the jabs stopping transmissibility, joined Tucker Carlson to talk about the unfolding undoing of the COVID jabs.
0: They yes. tricked perfectly healthy young people into taking this jab using false arguments. And they used big words such as antisocial to solve... An immense hatred against people who refuse to comply with the government's wishes. And even worse, many governments, including mine, actually introduced so-called COVID passports. These passports made access to parts of society conditional. Those who did not wish to get vaccinated lost that access. Not being able to visit a restaurant or a gym, all in the name of public health. Our governments love to talk about institutional discrimination,
2: but this was real institutional discrimination. Meanwhile, Dr. Paul Offit, a member of the FDA Advisory Board on Vaccines, explains why, despite being pro-jab, he hates the new boosters and voted against recommending them. We
0: really need much better data, I think, before we move forward on this. And I can only hope that it's coming because I feel very strongly about my no vote there. In fact, the only reason I voted no was because hell no was not a choice. And, and it just... um surprised me that we were willing to go forward with this with such scant evidence of benefit. I think that the phrase that I used was uncomfortably scant. So, you, you just sort of felt like the fix was in a little bit here. Maybe that's not the right phrase, but it was something
2: that, that they wanted. And I felt like we were being led. It's been revealed as part of the Durham probe into the origins of the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that the FBI offered Steele dossier author Christopher Steele $1 million if he himself could prove the claims he made in the dossier were true. But Steele obviously could not. Totally normal stuff in a liberal democracy. The newest Trafalgar poll of Georgia shows Brian Kemp leading Stacey Abrams by nine points in the gubernatorial race, but has Raphael Warnock beating Herschel Walker by one point outright in the Senate race. Colt update. The following oath was sworn by scores of University of Minnesota medical students recently. (laughs) Whoops, wrong clip. Our institution is located on Dakota land. Today, many indigenous people throughout the state, including Dakota and Ojibwe, call the Twin Cities home. We also recognize this acknowledgement is not enough. We commit to uprooting the legacy and perpetuation of structural violence deeply embedded within the healthcare system. We recognize inequities built by past and present traumas rooted in white supremacy, colonialism, the gender binary, ableism, and all forms of oppression. As we enter this profession with opportunity for growth, we commit to promoting a culture of anti-racism, listening, and amplifying voices for positive change. You ever wonder what happens when woke gender ideology meets Islam? This. What you're watching are hundreds of Muslim parents at a school in Michigan shutting down a school board meeting. The parents were upset about gender ideology being taught in schools to their children. Checking in on the military, this is Army Secretary Christine Wormuth talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion in the armed forces.
1: More broadly, in terms of you know soldiers coming from um, marginalized communities or you know demographics that are not widely represented in the army, that's part of why we've got to emphasize positive command climates and inclusion. You know, we get criticized, frankly, sometimes for being woke. I'm not sure what woke means. I think woke means a lot of different things to different people, um, but. First of all, I would say if, if woke means, you know, we are not focused on warfighting, we are not focused on readiness, that doesn't reflect what I
0: see.
2: And that's what happened while we were away.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, Aaron's montage brought to you by our friends over at Bonner Private Wine. If you want to make your evening a little bit better. Just ask Todd. He'll tell you. Uh, head over to BonnerPrivateWine.com slash Steve right now. Take advantage of some of the best imported wines you have had ever. Grown deep in the Andes Mountains, 9,000 feet of altitude, Malbec grape vineyards from families that have been at this now for going on a second century. You can get an outstanding deal just got better they're even adding a bonus bottle now of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar that's four bottles for the price of three four bottles for the price of three when you go to bonner private get half off the wine and half off the shipping both of those discounts are yours half off the wine and half off the shipping when you go to bonner private slash steve All right, gentlemen, um, let's uh, let's go to the montage. And I have to make a comment about what is a chef's kiss level of branding, of on branding, of peak branding. A CNN hacktivist in the middle of what is supposed to be an unscripted interview. Reaching over to hand the dithering, feeble Adderall injected President of the United States, his notes that he dropped. I mean, is, is there if we attempt to do any further on the right, any further chronicling. Of the incestuous relationship between corporate media and the American left especially as it's embodied in the Democratic Party, it would just be a redundancy at this point, would it not? I mean, is that, is, not, is that not the raising the flag at Iwo Jima moment in terms of encapsulating perfectly, shall we call it the spirit of cooperation between the American media or the legacy corporate media and the democratic party. Could anything more perfectly encapsulate that
1: when my movie journalism is magical and not at all broken comes out, that's going to be the movie poster right there. That picture,
0: Aaron, can you think of anything that would be better than that? Of course not.
2: Of course not. That's literally a visual representation of the relationship that mainstream media, legacy media has with the spirit of the age slash its political arm, the Democratic Party. That's literally, literally, we will pick up after you, after your messes. If we're not picking up after your message, uh, messes, we are leading the messaging. That, that's literally all they do.
1: If, if Donald Trump had been sitting there and dropped that in the same way, Jake Tapper would have picked it up and waved it in his face and says, this is a sign that you're racist, isn't it? Indeed. And I'm not, that's not hyperbole. On the Trafalgar Pole of Georgia,
0: I will be stunned. I'm talking, hold my breath for a record amount of time. You're dying on this hill. I am. I will be stunned if Brian Kemp wins by nine points and Herschel Walker loses. Stunned. I mean, stunned. In this environment, this isn't Pennsylvania. Walker and Kemp are running against the same candidate. I get email, every time I say this, those of you who live in Georgia, email me nine points. Guys is hundreds of thousands, if not a couple million people, depending on what turnout is in a state of that size. Nine points. No, If Brian Kemp wins by anything close to that. Herschel Walker will win the U.S. Senate seat in that state period now if he wins by four okay yeah i mean i could i'd be shocked if brian kemp won by four all right i mean stacy abrams campaign is in such bad shape she can't even get bookings now okay so on her own media they want to move on so but no brian kemp isn't winning by nine and herschel walker is losing to Stacey abrams with a penis not happening. Although, who knows, if Stacey has one too, we can't question such yeah, things these days. Can't judge. assume anything these days, correct? But no, that's that's not that's not happening. All right. Um, let's get to the jab. Let's start with this question. Why do you guys think we are seeing a demonstra- demonstrative level of pushback from the European Union Parliament? And for those of you that... Don't have long memories or have only lived on this planet as long as Aaron has. When I was a kid, before I became a Christian but grew up in the Christian Reform Mecca of Grand Rapids, Michigan, I was reliably informed by many of my neighbors that the coming birth of the European Union was the fulfillment of the reconstituted Roman Empire according to the premillennial dispensational um, interpretation of Bible eschatology. So a generation ago, but it would have been 30, 35 years ago when I was a kid, the European Union was going to be the eternal sea he rises from. Okay. So now we're sitting here with what we currently are at least entertaining might be the rise of, of an antichristical christical whore of Babylon, the kingdom of the jab. And it's the European Union now from multiple countries in the EU that have stopped handing this poison to their children, giving it out, recommending it all together. We've got ministers of parliament now taking Pfizer's testes and putting them in a vice grip. Explain this. Explain how these countries that have largely been lost, all of them, I mean there there is no conservative party in the uk like we can at least still count on republicans to try to cut taxes here especially to their core buddies. you can't even brother can't even get a tax cut in the uk anymore man like there's at this point you're just you're basically getting jeremy corbyn without the open anti-semitism that's the tory party in the UK <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn without the open anti-Semitism, but pretty much all the same policies They proposed a tax cut in the UK for about 10 minutes and their Karen new prime minister Who I told you would be worse than Boris Johnson and already is I mean she folded like a cheap cul-de-sac, all right, she was out of there, tapped out, right So you can't even get a tax cut from the uh-uh, conservative party in the UK the, This continent is lost, Well, the Western part of it is a lot of the old Eastern Bloc countries, they know what time it is because they're just a generation away from knowing what the spirit of the age really is and living with it in their faces every day. But Western Europe, from where our forefathers came, from where Christendom, from the Catholic Church with Christopher Columbus and the Protestant Reformation with the Puritans, was exported here to the New World. Dead. Dead as a doornail. Dead. Western Civ is dead in Western Europe. And yet, this is the second day in a row now that a European Union member of parliament has said things that if I had said them, I'd be uh, risking banishment from every major social media platform. What's going on there?
2: I think it's actually fairly simple. Um, I'm not sure about the the, the Robert Roos guy. I, I think he tends to know what time it is more. But I think what's really happening is what we heard today the European Union agreed to buy 10 doses, right? That's 4.5 billion doses for 450 million people. Mm-hmm. 10 doses for every person in the European Union. Do You think all those doses have been used? No. Do you think they're all going to be used? No, not even close. And what is the European Union member countries? What are they going through right now? Unprecedented, Unprecedented economic downturns. I think the talk about the lack of data on transmissibility the dangerous side effects. I think that's just incidental to the fact they realize they just bought into a gig- gigantic boondoggle. They need a villain for and their they people? they need a villain for their people. Smart. That's and a or smart or a bailout, And or a bailout from Pfizer. I think that's what's really going on. So,
0: so Pfizer will be the fall guy for why you're paying $12 a Correct. gallon in gasoline in Correct. Germany this winter, basically, yes. right? Yes. And van- smart, that's van- a smart
2: take. Vanderlein, van or whatever her name is, uh, she was uh, apparently the one who negotiated via text message mm-hmm. with Albert Bula. Mm-hmm. Albert Bula, the Horse doctor. He's going to be the villain here as well.
0: Aaron, I I, love that. that's answer. a smart
1: take. What do you well, think, Todd? More than that, it's sufficiently cynical because it's the Scott Walker answer. Like on, on public sector unions, he just liked to have a clean ledger. But on anything else, he couldn't possibly there was nowhere go to there. Be found. Yes, I have having the background I do on this kind of stuff. I, I will say and I think Aaron's right mostly. But I will say there even before COVID, there is more vaccine hesitancy over there writ large than there is in America. You see this with the COVID jabs. About
0: 70% of uh, EU residents took at least one dose of COVID jab. About 80% of U.S. residents took at least one dose of COVID jab. About 90% of Canadian residents took one dose of COVID jab. So that bears itself out in the numbers. By the way, the booster that they recommended everybody take earlier this summer, here are the percentages of those boosters. 5% of Americans have taken that booster. 5 7% of Canadians, 3% of European Union residents have taken that booster. Which brings us to Paul Offit. Now, I had no idea what a Paul Offit was 30 months ago. I did. And didn't get into this business to care. All right? He is one of those names and amongst names and terms that the last 30 months have forced me to know something about. Paul Offit is... About as spirit of the age conforming as you can get until now. Everything that he said about that booster, we could have said about this jab the entire time. Where's your evidence? Especially in light of what we're hearing now. They weren't even tested for transmission and inoculation. Which means when they claimed that they had been tested and when they told us, as the president did, that if you got this shot, you wouldn't spread the virus, they all were lying the entire time. Uh, and they knew they were lying. And so, um, trialsandexecution.com, trialsandexecution.com. A lot of you are emailing me saying, hey, man, I want in on kicking the chair out from." a minute. Trust me, plenty of meat on the menu. All right? There's enough for all of us if we do this right. But everything that he said in that clip in Aaron's montage, Todd, he could have said about the jab the entire time. Yes. Why now? Why is this a bridge too far for a guy that was two years ago, all lockdowns, zero COVID, hunkered down until we get the jab. The jabs was our salvation a year ago. And now he has drawn a line in the sand on the boosters. Why?
1: Because there he sounded like me, as long as you've known me on this topic Mm -hmm. about vaccines in general. But he's the opposite. He hates people. Like me, I know I've, and I, he, when i
0: researched who this guy was. I saw a lot of that sort of content that you are the devil to him. You're anathema yeah. to him so yeah. far as
1: he'll go after the moms who had one baby. One second got vaccinated for and I'm not talking about COVID vaccines, got vaccinated for whatever it got vaccinated for. They had a different baby. That baby was damaged, and they bring their testimony. He mocks them. He says, you, you, "You know, you're bringing some other baggage to this." I mean, he's not a good person. Yet now he's acting like this. The reason is he knows that his this thing is gone so sideways on COVID vaccine that it's threatening the entire vaccine industry and the entire and that's his bread and butter. So. In this case, to use a pop culture analogy, what I hear you
0: say is Paul Offit is Vito Corleone. We have a nice, yeah, nice little family business here. Our thing, our Cosa Nostra thing, you know, um, when cops and public officials in Richmond, they need to uh, blow off some steam. We provide them uh, upscale, high class prostitution when they need to escape uh, prohibition, we give them speakeasies in places where they can have a right. drink or 12, right? Um, and then they get it out of their system. They get their vices out of their system. And they can go home and, and put on the costume of respectable husband and father and pillar of the community, right? And he gets rich. And he, I get rich. But when the Stolazzo brothers move into the neighborhood and say, have you guys heard about this new thing called cocaine? And then Mr. Vito recognizes this is the stuff now that destroys families. This is the stuff that destroys communities. He even says in the movie, hey, I saw that this did with the blacks. I believe he says that in, or something akin to that in uh, in in The Godfather. Mm-hmm. That, hey, I saw what this did in other racial or ethnic communities. I don't want that injected into my Italian-Sicilian community. This, we're beyond vice here. We're talking of this is destruction. This will turn these communities into a wasteland. We can't have that. And so this is, this is where he realizes if they go that far, many of the the destruction that will be caused. What the Salazzo brothers want to do will create so much carnage within the community that even the cops and city officials they have on the take will be forced by their constituents to turn against them because the the juice here is not worth the squeeze. The, the grief to profit ratio has been exceeded. They are in the red from a cultural denominator standpoint. Is that what you're saying? You got it exactly right. Does that not sound like that scene from Breaking Bad you're always talking about, Aaron? Yep. Where the guy goes up to him and says, hey, we had a good thing, but you had to push the limits of this, right?
2: Yep, that's exactly, and that's, a, that's applicable here. That, I usually apply that to the trans versus uh, homo uh, dynamic, but that works here as well. Hey, we're pushing the boundaries of what we can actually push here on the people. We're pushing the boundaries of that, and if you push even further... This is, you know, and you did push too far. You're about to push uh, as far as you can actually go. This entire house of cards is going to come down. And in Breaking Bad, of course, it had already come down. And the next person, the next victim was the guy delivering that message to to Walter White.
0: This actually ties into the uh, um, Hammer Films-esque satanic cult video that Aaron ran at the end of the montage of the oath that Minnesota med school students were taking. This this system is gone. Correct. If you have to use, make be as healthy as you can preventatively and personally to immunize yourself from needing it as much as absolutely possible. If you need it, make sure it's because of something catastrophic. Something that requires specialization, like, you know, you fell down the stairs and broke an arm. Don't trust any of its proclivities or suggestions at face value. Ask a ton of questions. Um, Be as, as skeptical of questions as you possibly can. This system is lost to the spirit of the age.
1: You must especially rethink maternity and pediatrics. You cannot just hand your children over to these people from the time they're born. We're basically saying
0: the healthcare system is is now what it was obvious back in the early to mid 90s the teacher unions had become yeah that it, holistically this just as a demonic system and you may not be able given its systemic reach in a culture uh you may not be able to completely exempt yourself from it um even if you homeschool like we did, they're still taking the tax money out for your kid to sit in that seat they never sat in, right? Okay, so there is no real way to completely absolve yourself from it. But I mean, at, at this point, you're like a Christian going to a technocratic form of the local witch doctor for a healing. Yeah.
1: These same people, if Matt Wall shows up, they light their hair on fire. But when asked to make this absurd level of Bending over, correct. Do whatever. Oh yeah, sure. Where? Yes, sir. May I have another? It's it's preposterous how cultish this is. It is. It is. It
0: a, a human being unless they're a sociopath. And if they're if they're that, you don't want them treating you anyway, right. right? But unless they're a sociopath, a human being cannot either silently consent to something of that magnitude, or knowingly consent to something of that magnitude. And and not be on board with it to some degree and have it infiltrate everything else that they right. do. So another day, more props for our buddies over at Eden Pure. Got this note from AJ Edwards who said, Hey man, my daughter's cat is a problem can't get the could not get the litter box smell to go until we bit the bullet and purchased the Eden Pure Air Purifier and it worked so well. I'm now thinking about putting it in my rooms with my gun and ammo safes as well as one for the garage. These things are about as important as my patriot supply which we'll be talking about them later on too so uh, this is two days in a row now we've gotten great feedback from our friends over at eden pure air purifiers they are filterless so you won't be spending an arm and a leg in time you don't have to replace those filters in the future how does that work steve i don't know i want you to know that i did ask they gave me a very impressive answer I didn't understand it. I just know, though, that they do work. I've had it work even in my own home. And right now, you can go to EdenPureDeals.com. Eden, E-D-E-N, EdenPureDeals.com. Get their three-unit package for under 200 bucks with the discount code Steve3. That includes free shipping as well. Discount code Steve3 plus free shipping at EdenPureDeals.com. Let's get to it not officially in a new studio until we... Have fun with maybe our most popular segment every week. Buy seller hole. This is where Aaron, with a lot of help from his friends, you in the audience, suggests to Todd and I lists prophecies, predictions, etc. No topic is off limits. You and I, Todd, will decide on each and each and, an individual one. Are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell it? Uh, we are allowed one Lindsay per episode. If we Invoke the name of Lindsay for any reason other than, wow, that's even too effeminate for me to answer. Then you will have to let Lindsay effeminately hold you. You ready to go? Yes. Aaron, fire away. We will begin with
2: Constantinus Roditis, old friend of the show. There we Worst go. Worst and best things about the new studio. Worst, Steve's mic. He can't knock it down on the table when he's pissed.
0: Ha! <laughs> Nice. Yeah, these things are pretty locked in. So, yes, bye.
1: I'm sure there's a computer that can be tossed or something. Yes, there you go. a there mouse. Go.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, worst
2: uh, or best? Uh, trolling Todd with the Star Wars Monopoly game behind him. Now,
0: I'm going to sell on that because that is the original trilogy, right? That's that. That's the yeah. It's the it's the original trilogy. There are there's no Jar Jar Binks, right? There's there's no um, uh, Last Jedi. That's the original trilogy. So
1: I think you're totally okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm selling. That's not right. Okay.
0: Number
2: three, worst Batman overtime intro is gone. I forgot that that was try- for, yeah. kind of an attempt at uh,
0: yeah. Batman. Maybe not the greatest attempt, but we gave it our, our best <laughs> shot. Uh, I think the new intro, was, I saw it yesterday. Yes. That was actually better. The football yeah. in there. I like it a lot. Yeah.
2: Best seeing the show grow from its first days on CRTV. Holy cow, yes.
0: It's, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, we've just been uh, very, very blessed. And you folks are the reason why. I mean, we wouldn't be sitting here with the level of investment they put into this Starship Enterprise-esque bridge they built us here. You know, I mean, or a contract extension. None of those things would have happened without you guys, so... The best we can do to repay you is just to continue to br- to bring you the same standard of whatever this is that we always have. And for that, we promise you that that will be the case because it's all we have. We can't do any more. Amen. We can do a lot less and we might try.
1: Next up,
2: the Berean Times has the 2024 list of likely female Republican ticket VP nominees in order of likelihood. I'm going to make you uh, wholesale buy a couple of lists we have coming up. Okay. Uh, number Do one, I have to wholesale buy this list? Yes, this one. So mm-hmm.
0: in the order they're given?
2: G- give or take, yeah. If there's a couple of nitpicks, but if there's more than like half of the names mentioned, okay. then you're selling.
0: <clears throat> okay. All right.
2: Number one, most likely, Carrie Lake. Sell. 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 Number two, Tulsi Gabbard. So. Bye. Number three, Kim Reynolds. Bye. Bye. Number four, Christy Noam. Bye. Bye. Number five, Marjorie Taylor Greene. So. Number six, Lauren Boebert. So. And number 69, Lindsey Graham. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, You know I love me some Carrie Lake. Um.
2: Two years into
0: your first. But two years yeah. into your first term? Yeah, I don't... I, I think it'll be a little early yet.
1: I uh, think it's possible, but putting her right out of the gate at number I, I one th- is... I, In
0: fact, you should put her on the list. I don't think she should be number one. I, I've, I said earlier this year, I think Tulsi Gabbard, if Trump is the nominee, Tulsi Gabbard will be his running mate. All right. it's, it's the Trump play. It's the Trump play, and if... And, and I also think... Kim will be on that list. I think I said I had three at the time, right? Yeah. And then I uh, 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 Tulsi, Trump, I'm sorry, Tulsi, uh, Kim, and uh, Christy Noem would be, one of those three names would be Trump's running mate. There's no question he will have a female running mate. And it will be one of those three, and I think Tulsi Gabbard is number one on the list and has been for quite some time. Um, I think if DeSantis... Is the nominee, and will only be one of those two. There's really no point in anybody else running. If DeSantis is the nominee, I actually think the odds of Kerry Lake being picked go up. Um, the odds, and so can you put that list back there for just a second so I can look at it again. All right, if if Trump is the nominee, here's your. Let's do it like a Heisman ballot. We only turn in three names. OK, let's okay. do it that way, like a Heisman ballot. Yes. Right? If Trump is the nominee, here is the Heisman ballot, in my opinion. Tulsi Gabbard is number one. Uh, Christy Gnome is number two. Kim Reynolds is number three.
1: I would just flip flop Gnome and Tulsi.
0: OK, but we have the same Heisman ballot, just in a different order. Yes. OK. If DeSantis is the nominee, uh, Kim and, um, Gold- and Gabbard are on that list, I believe. And then I think Carrie Lake replaces Christy Nome on that list. That's what I think.
1: If if DeSantis is on, I don't think Tulsi's on it. I think, and I think either way, she should be on staff. But I don't think she should be vice president. And I think DeSantis will recognize that. All right. Who who else is is there a male on the
0: list? Like I I don't believe there will be a male VP regardless of which of nope. these two is the nominee. I agree. Okay. All right.
2: All right. So you're wholesale buying the list then? Overall. I'd have
0: a different order. And I think the final two are not even on a list, so I will sell it, actually. Okay. Yeah.
2: Moving on, we go to Sean Griffiths. Wholesale, buy, sell, or hold this list of words that have lost almost all meaning in the past few years. Science, vaccine, woman, recession, heartbeat.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, buy. Is there anything missing? What what does... What does... Yeah. Everything. Yes. Yeah. uh, Everything. Reality. Yes. What, What does if it if he weren't already so debilitated as a president like if if his presidency in today's balkanization i don't think it's possible now let me say if we have a situation where where we wake up tomorrow and russia has dropped a mushroom cloud on ukraine maybe that changes okay but barring something like that i don't think joe biden's approval rating could go lower like, we have reached, I think, the inflection point, the line of demarcation of the political balkanization, in my view. I think it would take a Great Depression-level yes, event. I was going to add or, that. An, or, you know, Ukraine actually becoming a nuclear war. Something historically, you know, mm-hmm. cataclysmic, okay? If we were not at that point, the whole, it'll be a slight recession, would be if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor comment of this presidency last night, I think. But I think that this thing has is 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 so disintegrated. He has such anemic standing with anybody that's just not a hardcore partisan, the spirit of the ager, that I don't know that there's almost anything he could say or do at this point that would further diminish where he is. You know what I'm trying to say? He's yeah. he's. I think the term you look for is, is judgment-proof right I, I mean there's no point in, in in suing him he's already so far in debt you'll never yeah. collect on it anyway and so yeah. it'll just cost you attorney fees i think politically he is the he's the uh, political equivalent of judgment proof at this point otherwise yes. that that comment last like if he had an, a approval rating in the low 40s mid Everything on the right today would be uh, slight recession. It'll just be a slight recession. It'd be the only headline we're running. Right. But, but it's just like at this point, this thing is like the little Dutch girl trying to plug the leaky holes in the dike. Pick, you know, We can't even glom on to a singular narrative on the right because the entire thing is in a systemic collapse. You know what I'm
1: saying? And as much of a hack as you know, I think uh, CNN Jake Tapper is, Goebbels Tapper, even he just how he handled that interview mm-hmm. has as much to do with what you just said as his, as uh, he being a leftist hack I mean he's like I don't what do I do? short of me just flat out saying you're old and you should not be doing this job that's the only honest thing I could say everything else is a farce correct yeah
2: Next up, we will go to Brad Bingham. Julian Assange and Edward Snowden were 12 to 15 years ahead of all of us in seeing what was coming with the deep state and global surveillance, and we owe them a sincere apology.
1: Cell, so, that's, that's too much at the end. I, I don't... Steve, I, actually, I, we were talking this morning about something that you're going to talk about tomorrow and listen we 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 got to be of sound mind and body we need to have allies that we don't agree with on everything Mm -hmm. in this and look at there are some very strange bedfellows these days so did those guys um have some instincts that were important and open people's eyes yes Are, are they all suddenly now do for sainthood no i'm not falling for that trap that's what keeps screwing up the republican party in so many ways Uh, anyway so i it's too far about maybe some other people do but we don't
0: on this show so i've had a long standing position with on snowden that goes back to maybe even before you guys came to work here um that um i am in full approval and i was at the time of him blowing the whistle on the surveillance program. He's a public servant. He doesn't work for the government. He works for us. We, the people, in order to form a more perfect union. He did the righteous thing in coming forward and blowing the whistle on that. I have grown, I, you know, I, I cannot possibly believe at the same time, however, that he has been granted sanctuary in Russia all of these years at no cost. Does Vladimir Putin strike you as a servant of altruism? I mean, I, I would imagine he had to provide or say or tell him something.
2: Look, I'm not a child of the 80s like you guys are, and I'm, that's where I've been with Snowden this whole time.
0: Uh, so I'm, 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 I've always been in favor of what he blew the whistle on, always been skeptical of, of Putin as the source of my sanctuary. While understanding, I don't expect him to give himself up either. You know, that's why I'm not going to condemn him. I don't I wouldn't if I were Edward Snowden, I wouldn't especially after what I've lived through the last 30 months. I wouldn't trust Western elites to handle me with any form of justice at all. I just also and he's and I I understand he's also in an impossible situation where what modern country could he have gone to 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 get any sanctuary. Right. The list is very small. I also so I get that. I just also know that Vladimir Putin isn't into doing favors. He's not in, Putin. Ain't in, Putin isn't into doing just solids for people. So I would imagine it came at some form of a cost. Yes. On 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 Assange, here's where I'm willing to go with Julian Assange in in light of the last thirty months. I am not willing to offer him an apology, at least not yet. So I will sell. I am willing to be compelled to reevaluate my position, however, on the basis that much of what I previously gleaned about him came from many of the exact same entities that lied to me and tried to experiment on me and end my way of life over the last 30 months. So I'm open to giving him a fair trial. I am not open, though, I'm not going to go the other way, though, before I get now an honest hearing of what truly happened with him and what what kind of an individual he truly is. I'm not going to go to the other way and say he automatically gets sainthood because the same people that I don't trust also don't like him either. Okay. So for that reason, I will sell.
2: Got about three minutes till the break. So rapid fire on this last one. Okay. Uh, this is from Adam Noncompliant. Nice. Nice. Who has movies, the top 10 movies that make real men tear up. Number 10, Pursuit of Happiness. But the
0: Will Smith one? Yeah, that was, well that done. was a okay. really good yes. movie. Right. Okay. Yeah.
2: Number nine, especially in the, the when they're sleeping in the bathroom in the subway system, that yeah. was uh, yeah. great. Number nine, Dead Poets Society. Gosh, I
0: haven't seen that in so many years. But, Never seen Okay. That. Agreed.
2: Number eight, Stand By Me. Of course. Agreed. Number seven, Goodwill Will Hunting. Yes. I could see that, yeah. Number six, Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Yes. Number five, Up. I think Up
0: is the best romantic comedy that Hollywood has produced in probably 20 years.
2: Number four, Shawshank Redemption. Of course. yep. Number three, Rudy. Automatic. Automatic. Number two, Brian's Song. Automatic. Number one, Field of Dreams. Automatic. This is a rarity on the Steve Day Show, folks. We had a buy on every single top yeah. 10 on that list. Yeah.
0: There. Now, there could be other movies that would be on that oh. list, too, but there's none that are automatically, what are you talking about, Willis? Oh, I
1: think you could have shown us a list with 10 completely different movies, and none of these were on it, and yeah. I think we would have done the same thing. Yeah.
0: We would have said, now, yeah, that may- maybe you're missing a few, but that list in and yeah. of itself is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'll just tell you for me, man, Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan's got to be on the list, brother. I mean... Went and saw the uh, 40th anniversary edition Fathom events here at the theater about a month ago. I knew it was coming. When Scotty fired up those bagpipes on Amazing Grace, I had to choke it back yet again, even though I knew it was coming. Still a powerful scene. One of my all-time favorites. You bet.
2: Another top 10 list, super rapid fire. This is from Ed McRae. Top 10 Halloween uh, family-friendly movies. Number 10, The Halloween Tree. Have you ever seen that? I've no. never seen that. Never,
0: never heard even of heard of
2: that. Uh, number 9, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Never heard of it. Love, that movie. Of it. Love that movie. Love that movie. Never heard of it. Number 8, Casper. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, number 7, is Night Out. Never
0: heard of it. Oh, number 6, no. The
2: Halloween That Almost Wasn't. Never heard no. of it. Number 5, Hocus Pocus.
1: Okay.
0: No. Yeah,
2: the original's good. Number 4, Monster Go yeah. Home.
1: Halloween is terrible. Wow.
2: Number three, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein.
0: I love Abbott and Costello, so I'm okay with that. It's too high, but okay.
2: Number two, Nightmare Before Christmas. Never seen it. No. Uh, Number one, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Of course, that's number one.
0: But not a good. The rest of that list is extremely problematic. Yes. Like you've got to have the Bing Crosby narrated version of the Legend of Sleepy Hollow that Disney produced back in like the 50s. It's a double feature. Um, and I mean, uh, Crosby's narration of that, Bing's narration of that is hmm, I've never seen absolutely that. classic. That, that has to be on your list somewhere for sure. And I could come up with some others as well, but that list way too, way too eclectic, man. I'm going to eject on the vast majority of it.
1: Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm already Halloween I'm a plain
0: white girl, pumpkin, pumpkin spice addict, man. I'm going to need more mainstream, mainstream choices than that. <laughs> we'll come back with hour two in a moment. we right, back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you. We'll get back to Buy Seller Lindsay here in a matter of moments. Don't forget that you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Access that by emailing the show, Steve at SteveDace.com D-E-A-C-E Like us on Facebook, Parlor and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Show on Twitter and Getter. Look for me as well on True Social at real Steve Dace, and then you can look at clips of the show for free that are also free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com/slash Steve Dace Show. Again, that is rumble.com/slash Steve Dace Show. Those of you that are podcast listeners, thank you for being one of those. You're a big part of why we get to get this upgraded studio and a new contract here because our podcast numbers have exploded. And so, thank you very much, please. Show just how much you really are uh, appreciative of this show. If you have yet to do so already, leave us a five-star review. Hit subscribe or follow. Those things satisfy the very demanding and fickle algorithmic gods. Also want to thank uh, those of you that uh, this past Monday with our Ask Me Anything that you embedded your question into your new five-star review because you got on the air on Monday. That's how you can do it as well. If you want to skip the line for the next ask me anything, that's coming up on the following Monday, embed your question into your five-star review, and you will go to the front of the line for Todd's consideration for next Monday's ask me anything. Also, if we could get a zoom in on this bad boy, all right, we are working on an earlier delivery for the ne- for the next book it's my first attempt at a children's book why thanksgiving the children the the pilgrims created thanksgiving for the same reason they came to america because they loved god and if you are looking for a children's book that we hope will be the launch of a successful series on America's Christian heritage. This is the pilot book. You can order, pre-order it right now. I know Amazon is saying that they're looking at uh, delivery around the first of November. It's possible. We might even be able to get it out earlier than that. So uh, if you want to pre-order your copy today, I mean the book, the, the illustrations look phenomenal. They did a great job with this book. And Todd, you know, I was skeptical about trying this at first. Okay, but um, I mean, it turned out beyond my expectations. So if you want to get your copy today, why Thanksgiving? it'll be, if it's successful, a series of books. will answer the why" as a part of America's Christian Heritage. Available now, you can pre-order your copy at amazon.com to get it as soon as you can by about 30 days, less than that, when it comes out. So prior to Thanksgiving, get your copy today at amazon.com. Why Thanksgiving. And what we'll do here in a couple of weeks on Theology Thursday is we'll go through, I'll do a a, a digital read of the book so that the audience can see the book and we'll take them through it, you know, visually here uh, on the show. So we'll do that as well. All right. All right. Let's get back to some buy seller Lindsay at the bottom of the hour. Of course, we will be rejoined by the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Part two of buy seller Lindsay brought to you by our friends over at Taiga Coolers. We are still knee deep into peak cooler season, tailgate season with football season here. Make sure you get a really cool cooler from some really cool people that love America, uh, are big fans of the show and of the Blaze, have the same values you do, but they also make some phenomenal coolers. They can customize them for you as well. So if you've got something specific you want detailed, they can do that. Or they can just give you one of their premium American-made coolers with a lifetime warranty. When you go to taigacoolers.com, T-A-I-G-A, Tigacoolers.com. use the promo code Steve. They'll give you 10% off when you go there. taigacoolers.com, promo code Steve for 10% off. Aaron.
2: We will continue with Paul Howard, who says, We need an overtime with Kurt Schilling talking about the Judge 62 home run mark, Pujols 700 home run club, and the MLB playoffs.
0: That's not a bad idea. Not at all. Not at all. Knowing Kurt as well as I do, I suspect he will say, what my position is, that the Bonds record is not legitimate. You have to remember, he is a a peer of that era. Yes. Okay. And. He remains the only Hall of Fame eligible pitcher with 3,000-plus strikeouts to not be in the Hall of Fame, the only one. He will eventually get put in by, I don't think it's called the Veterans Committee anymore. I think it has a different name now, but that's essentially what it is. He will eventually be enshrined because his exploits are too obvious. You're talking about, at at, at, at a minimum, one of the five or seven best postseason pitchers in the history of Major League Baseball. On top of, there's certain benchmarks in Major League Baseball that are kind of automatics for the hall. 300 wins, 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, uh, right? Like, there's nobody that is eligible, Like say, unlike, say, a Pete Rose, nobody eligible that has those benchmarks that has not gotten in unless they did steroids. 3,000 strikeouts is one of them. He pitched in that era against these guys that were roiding up and dominated them. And I know there are two things that Kurt has strong beliefs in. Number one, he doesn't think even as much as he even loves Babe Ruth, he doesn't think we should judge anybody as one of the greatest players ever pre-integration. That you just didn't play against Satchel Paige and Josh Gibson and all these guys in their prime, right? Right. And you would have had to post-integration. And so he doesn't think that anybody that played pre-integration should be considered like an all-time player. And I know he has no sympathy for... Those who cheated the game in order to get ahead, um, like the steroid people. So I think he would probably, unless something we learned something later about Aaron Judge, um, but you know, they have pretty rigorous testing in Major League Baseball now. So uh, I think he would view Aaron Judge as the single season home run champion and would view Hank Aaron, who I know he has an, an immense amount of personal admiration for, uh, he would view him, I think, still as the all time home run champion, if I had to guess.
1: I'll just buy for having him on, because he's always fun to talk to. Agreed. Yeah. It has been too long as well. I think that's a great idea. Yeah.
2: Next up, Sean Griffith says, Tulsi Gabbard will run for president in 2024 as an so, independent... So, we can stop right there. Yes. So,
1: not happening. Interesting. Zero, but- zero,
0: zero. Zero percent chance.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll sell, but it just got me thinking of what her... I mean, she's young, a, a longer... That's why there's a zero play, percent yeah. chance. Yeah, zero. That's, the, that's the, you
0: yourself. don't you don't make the machination she's moving to then just dump it all in on a fool's crusade. If 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 we were in if, if this were going to be any any if if Mike Pence a Mike Pence type um, a Mitt Romney type had a chance to be the nominee, then I could see it. Sure, but uh, the nominee will be Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. Ninety nine percent. Chance it'll be one of those two. And I there, there's just no market for her in that environment. The the smartest well, way is to be the, their tag along.
2: This is what she, uh, president for 2024 and as an independent third-party candidate. Still, still yeah. zero yeah. integers?
0: zero zero negative, no chance. Monkeys will fly out of my butt first.
2: And I'm not selling.
1: that skeptical, but I am selling. <laughs>
2: Next, we go to Darren Ray, who says it's a better option to carry concealed than open carry in a state with constitutional carry laws.
0: This should be a buy. Because my guess is he's thinking that easy target He makes you an easy target the government kind of knows who you are right is that his way Did, that's you, what, you assume that's, how that's I took what the it. question is that's saying how I took it. that you're basically involuntarily adding yourself to a gun registry by doing that right the, so i in a macro i might agree but i think we are living in an era where you could be so threatened in a micro level in a lot of major American cities and events that I don't know that it's that automatic of a choice. So because I think that's why he's suggesting it, I will buy. But I wouldn't say that we are not close to an era where you might just want to openly carry so people know better than to step with you or step to you, I mean.
1: Yeah, i more or less agree with all of that.
2: Next is Paul Howard again. Matt Rule will uh, get a good NCAA job, even though he hasn't done much to deserve it.
0: He took over two programs that were beyond more abundant, Temple and Baylor, post Art Bryles, and made them nationally relevant. I mean, Temple was getting ranked in the AP Top 25. You know, Baylor um, was, you know, getting to New Year's Six Bowls. He's absolutely a high A-list level Candidate for college football jobs, you bet he is. So that's that's not an accurate depiction of his resume.
2: Nick, Sa- I'm not comparing the two. Nick Saban was a flameout in the NFL. Look what he's done now.
0: I mean, Pete Carroll was just an average coach in the NFL until he went to Seattle the second time. But the first time around with New England, he was an average coach in the NFL. And went to USC and built an all-time power. So Matt Matt Rule Matt Rule will be a very and rightly very coveted coach in this coaching carousel by numerous schools. Yeah, agreed.
2: Next up, we have Crispy who says, Dr. By the Oz way, can I go back race. to the, the, the
0: rule thing? Since you invoked Saban, same thing happened to both of them. Now, the, the the quarterback thing might be more of Rule's fault, okay, because he had more front office power, but that's what did Nick Saban in with the Dolphins. He went to the front office and said, hey, we got to trade for Drew Brees. They said, "Now we're not going to do that. And you know the Saints did instead, and so had had Nick Saban convinced them to trade for new for to, for Drew Brees. We don't see the the entire last twenty years of college football history is dramatically different. That's what happened with 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 Matt Rule. as they they made a, a a calculated gamble, did not draft a quarterback early, and then the year that they really needed one last year, there really wasn't a consensus quarterback worthy of the number eight pick, and so. I don't care how good of a coach you are if you don't have the right quarterback in this league you're not winning period agreed
2: all right Chris B says Dr. Oz's race is what happens when you're voting against a bad candidate Ron DeSantis' race is what happens when you vote for a good candidate I think
0: that's a great analogy I'll buy yep now this almost never works we have we have a long as I said yesterday we have a long graveyard of of soulless technocratic attempts to win elections by the GOP that almost never work. Okay, this one, I believe, is going to work because the other guy is a walking vaccine adverse event reporting system incident. That's why I think
1: it's going to work. Agreed.
2: Next, we go to Cold Brew Stew, who says the Karen vote will swing much harder Republican in the midterms than anyone is predicting for two reasons. The trans agenda is starting to hit Karen in her own district. And two, Karen's fear of her kids getting nuked is greater than her love for Grandpa Joe.
0: I I think we're conflating Karen with soccer mom here. With white suburban soccer mom who might even fancy herself being woke. Because when I when I hear when I invoke the term Karen and every time I do all of you named Karen that listen to this show, email me in anger afterwards. But when I invoke the term Karen, I mean, I, I am talking about someone that is a pillar of the spirit of the age. Right. I mean, they, they moved into your suburb to infiltrate you. They did it on purpose. That's when when I hear Karen, that's what I'm thinking. What I hear you saying is wishy-washy, suburban soccer mom kind of thing. And so for that reason, I will sell. Karen is in. Yeah. Karen's going down. Karen is an acolyte. Karen is a Levite priestess of the spirit of the age. Now, if you if you mean by Karen, wishy-washy, white, dabble and woke, you know, um, suburban soccer mom, then I agree with you. They will swing to the right. This t- the, well, I can't say that right because they're swinging Republican, but they will swing to the Republicans this time. But Karen, as I understand Karen, is a is a true believer, my friend. Yeah.
2: Next, we go to Jacob Kwasney, who says there's a better chance USC makes the college football playoff than there is two SEC teams make it.
0: Sell. Because the two SEC teams we're talking about are in opposite divisions, they're both ranked ahead of USC, and there's a reasonable chance they'll both be undefeated when they play at the end of the year in the SEC championship game. So, I will sell on that. I will narrowly buy. Okay? Why? One of them has to lose before then, which they could. I mean, Alabama might lose this weekend without Bryce Young, they might lose at Rocky Top. But for that to happen... For that to be true then you're saying one of them has to lose before they get to Atlanta which could happen that's just that needs to happen if they're both undefeated when they go to Atlanta and I don't care if one team wins 50 to 10 they're both making the playoff if they're both undefeated when they get to Atlanta
1: Yeah but what's USC's record right now They're undefeated too Yeah Yeah So I don't they'll be looking they'll be look a lot of, it's it depends on just more than them being undefeated if we have See that's the thing.
0: USC's trajectory is is dependent on what happens around them. Alabama and Georgia's is not. They both if they're both undefeated when they get to Atlanta, it doesn't matter whatever whatever the hell happens anywhere else in college football, they're both making the playoff.
1: See, but that that goes against your theory that this is just an invitational. That's exactly my theory that it's an invitational.
0: Well, if it's the top two teams that were one and two all not? year if, long and they both get to Atlanta they, undefeated, they're both making the playoffs. They
1: just dropped Forgive me, I Didn't who got just dropped out of the number one even after winning? That's the, A, that's, that's
0: the AP poll. But, they, they're, okay, they're, well, they're, but, the, but they're getting dropped for one another, Todd. That's my point. I they're getting swapped out for one another. They're not getting swapped out for Ohio State or USC. They're getting swapped out for one another.
1: I don't think, I just, if, it has to be the right set of circumstances, reasons, but I believe it possible because it is truly an invitational that if there's other undefeated teams to pick there, and you, one of them is narrowly—I don't what Georgia. I asked you a couple weeks ago. They they like limped past Missouri. I I don't know what the next five weeks are going to be. It really depends on how they win. But wh- why? What level of and what level of royalty? Even if they're undefeated, if it is a barely push, pull, and drag undefeated for whatever reason that may look like. Sure, why not?
0: Moving on. That being said, USC, if it's undefeated, is making the playoff. Yeah, which is why. Because the odds that there would be a bunch of other undefeated teams that would take them out of the spot are not high.
1: I mean, we're down to although, the three although, we mentioned. We're down to Michigan and Ohio State you could, and Clemson, you, 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 you so could there's see six.
0: It, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, it is possible. You could get an undefeated team out of that triumvirate. Possible Clemson could be undefeated. Alabama and Georgia both undefeated heading into the final game in Atlanta. And then you could it's possible that you could at UCLA is undefeated too. You're gonna have UCLA and USC both, you know, one of them two, those two, I should say. Sorry, grammar Nazis, one of those two could be undefeated as well. And right. so then you're in a situation. Do I think if Alabama and Georgia So if it's fifty to ten, then maybe a one loss one that gets jumped by USC. Yeah. If it's 35, 31. Someone's not going. That's undefeated because they're both going. Why? Because they're in the SEC and it's an invitational.
1: See, uh, the. No, but I say the same thing. And they would it's be one. They, they
0: would. They would be one versus two in that game. So they played. They 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 went through the toughest conference. All you get to see the narrative, man. ESPN kick, kick, kicks kicks in the high gear. It's their property. They're undefeated. They're the top two teams all year long. They get to the final game on a neutral field. It's a not. It's a you know. It's a, it's, a, it's a humdinger, 35-31. These are clearly the top two teams in the country. They should both make the playoff. And I think that that would, looking at history, dude, we had an Alabama team that didn't beat a single ranked team or win its division, get in the playoff one year. And then they turned around and won the damn thing. All right? So, yeah, I think they would both get in, regardless of what happens everywhere else in the sport.
1: I don't believe it's an automatic if you have to choose, if there's four undefeated teams left. And that's a big, that's a huge if. Yeah, but if there's four undefeated teams left, and their names are Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, and USC, and a one loss Georgia or Alabama is automatically for sure mm-hmm. sell your house. No, that's 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 so stupid. That's just impossibly. But it's well, it's, it's live golf football. It's college so.
0: football in, invitational.
2: Moving on, Osmond says the Hunter Biden indictment, maybe, will be a catalyst for resignation of Brandon after he pardons Hunter.
1: Hmm, I like that.
0: Bye. I'm going to sell on the assumption that there will be a Hunter Biden
1: indictment. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yolo Swaggins says Todd in the new title graphic for the show looks like a divorced, grizzled old police veteran with a disappointing gay son who has been tasked to train the new recruits to the force. I don't know how you got that. I don't either. I just I just I only I only chose it because I don't know how you got that.
1: I'm getting a restraining
0: order. (laughs) I'm buying because that is so outrageously ridiculous. I respect the show intro. Yeah, I don't know what they're talking about.
2: Yeah, and the the new title graphics as well. The new podcast graphics.
1: Wow. My wife wife dug the jean jacket, so I'm not divorced. Yeah, I think literally everyone. I'm
0: buying it because it's ridiculous, but not because I think it has any merit whatsoever. Tremendous.
1: (laughs) Rock him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Up next, Defiant to the End says... This one is for Aaron mainly uh, millennials on the right are entering our curmudgeon phase younger because instead of having to deal with youngins from the generation behind us, we're dealing with them in our own age group. Total by.
0: Yeah. I, on the I, right.
2: That's the operative yeah, phrase I, there on the right.
0: I, I agree with that. I okay. do. Yeah. Uh,
2: next, we have Ragnar, who says if Trump doesn't come out against the shots at this point, he is complicit or at least an accomplice and deserves to be part of Nuremberg 2.0
1: bye I'll get by. that yeah if, if he can't triangulate this even if it if he just he's got none of the the, the the pragmatism to be able to be respected to run for this office again we have, we have talked
0: on this show in the past in fact I think you even just had it Aaron on your montage you know what happens when two vestiges of the spirit of the age cult converge into conflict. And you went to the Dearborn school district, right? Was that it? Okay. What happens when they converge and turn on one another, right? And here's the Dearborn school district with a high Muslim population turning on the rainbow jihad. Okay. This would be the MAGA version of that. If he can't do what you're saying that like we would, we would, we would realize that Ultimately, we've often wondered: Could Trump be put into a situation where, and and I say this like you're self-scouting your own team, right? Like if I'm, I I desperately want Michigan to beat to uh, to beat Penn State on Saturday, right? And so, if you were to ask me, give me lay out the game flow situation for how Penn State wins that game. That's what I'm doing right here, okay? If it turns out. That narcissism wins out over gaslight utilitarianism and Trump's heart yeah. of the deal worldview, then we get to this place. Right? Because we we're having conversations about this jab on the show today that I thought we might be months or well into next year having. We're having them already. Yeah. I mean, wh- where's this narrative gonna be March or April of next year, six months yeah. from now, where's it gonna be?
1: Right? Yes. So you know what I thought about him with sweet cakes from Melissa out in Oregon. Like, i I'm, I'm not. He, she's, they're, they're getting in trouble on the, for marriage issues. He, he, the guy's divorced three times. He can't suddenly be a marriage magician. But he can go there and say, I know how to run businesses, and this is wrong. And we, we suggested ways he could capitalize on this. Here, yes, you have rich guys with Johnson and Johnson, all that stuff. But right now, you have this evidence where they weren't. They, you just say, you lied to me. I was working with you to try to help people and give them something that would prevent each other from getting sick. And you knew all along that that wasn't what this was. And you lied to me. If you're not capable of doing that as a politician who wants to win, you need to move on, Donald Trump. Yeah, I I agree. And I think that this this
0: narrative is unraveling now at a pace that will demand he acknowledge it to some degree. It will demand it. Especially because he's going to be running against a guy whose health department was the only one that stood up to it and whose surgeon general is out there already on the record. I mean, the DeSantis 2024 campaign has already set the stage to get to the right on uh, uh, on Trump on every covid issue imaginable. So if Trump permits it now, I will warn the DeSantis campaign as a guy that was trying to strategize against Trump on the Cruz campaign. It is very difficult to get to Trump's right, it is hard to nail him down. It's like trying to nail Jello to a door. He is a master gaslighter. That's why he is so good against the media. Okay, he is a master gaslighter because that's what they are. He's better at it than they are. So, is the need for his ego? Is this? Is this the new Maggie Haberman? This oddly strange relationship that Trump's had with Maggie Haberman, going back, you know, since he began his political ruminations where, you know, talking to her and in secret and off the record. And I can just tell you, I know firsthand this has occurred. I know firsthand, I can't tell you how. I know firsthand that this has occurred and I'll just leave it at that. Okay? But for years he has sought this woman's approval. For years he has. Okay. Is this the new Maggie Haberman? Where I I I I can't let go that I wasn't the hero of the COVID story. You know what I'm saying? If he can if he can gaslight this, gaslight this the way he gaslights everything else, he'll be very formidable to beat. If he cannot gaslight this, like he can gaslight everybody uh, everything else, then DeSantis will beat him.
1: No, yeah. he he could make this into a January 6 in reverse. Yep. He can be the victim, the coup pulled on him by the entire medical industry. They're the ones who tried to kill democracy. I mean, he could. Yep. But We'll see. Yeah. Because the environment, the way that this narrative is
0: unraveling, both the environment and the man he'll be running against will demand this question is called into public. Yes. will demand it. And so it will be. All right, before we finish with a rapid fire, let me tell you about our friends over at Keeps. If you're struggling with premature hair loss or you don't want to struggle with that, you want to head that off at the pass, get a hold of our friends over at Keeps. They give you the same clinically proven FDA-approved hair loss treatments available, but they're available now online. So whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or take better care of your hair, Keeps and their medical providers will help you find the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. They're also cheaper than a traditional pharmacy because they give you everything uh, with the generic version, so you save money there. And then they start you off with a great savings to get you started. Half off the cost, uh, 50% off your first order. You're already getting half off a lot of times with the generics. Now take another 50% off your first order when you go to keeps.com slash grow, K-E-E-P-S. For keeps dot com slash grow.
2: We'll uh, we'll go back to Adam Noncompliant who says on today, October twelfth, twenty twenty two, year of our Lord, buy, sell or hold. Tulsi Gabbard knows what time it is more so than Ted Cruz does, and he wants to emphasize today, not a year ago, today. I'm going to yeah. sell.
0: You going to buy? I'm going to I'm going to sell. Um. I, I think th- there 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 are still several issues of an existential nature. I would absolutely get into a foxhole with Ted Cruz oh, with for before sure. Tulsa Gabbard. Undeniably, and I say that as someone who has has spent much of this year losing my bowels over his vote on Ukraine. Okay, but I think that is going too far. I think it's I think it's elevating her too much and depreciating him too much. I think that's an overreaction, so I'll sell.
1: I simply, it, it, you're, the way you put it at the outside is right, but I simply think this means that they're both, um, they're, they're close. But Tulsi Gabbard is shifting, breaking Overton windows uh, at, a, at a rapid pace, and that's one of the complaints that we have you have as well about ted cruz is that he the the way he was trained he's you know kind of classically trained on a certain way of doing things is it's very uncomfortable to break out of that and that's something tulsi is very good at for I mean, she she just doesn't give a rip about any of that stuff so it it doesn't it doesn't unnecess unfairly diminish Ted Cruz and all that he's fought for, but we have frustrations with him for a reason, and it's because of the premise. What time is it, and therefore, what are the rules of engagement and the ones that you've had, and Steve? You have been so um, eloquent in how you've said you shed your own. You you, you I, That's, as long the, that's as well said.
0: That's my point. That's well said. Here's why I disagree. In the end. No person rises above their own worldview. We don't know what Tulsi Gabbard's worldview really is. We don't. We know she thinks the current level of leftness is icky and has gone too far. To me, she's a much hotter version of Bill Maher or Joe Rogan.
1: And what we don't know then is what does she want instead? Switch out their names then. If they're if they're a version of that, who knows more what time it is right now? Bill Maher, or Joe Rogan, or, or Ted Cruz? I think we'd be. I still
0: would say Ted Cruz because of the worldview. I still that that's why I'm so angry about the Ukraine vote, because it's beyond dumb. On the other, uh, given all the other mm-hmm. heat that he takes and everything else that he has done, it's beyond dumb. And because I know him so well, I know he arrogantly won't just say so now because he doesn't want to admit that he fell for a banana in the tailpipe, and so he wants to talk. And, and talk aggressively about everything else so that we'll forget that he made this dumbass vote earlier in the year. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Then just admit, you can, dude, I completely fell for a canard there. Doesn't want to do that. All right. I don't know what Tulsi Gabbard wants instead. I agree that her her and I are very aligned on what we are against. I don't know what she wants instead. I know what Ted Cruz wants instead. But I, I, I don't I, I can't deny that some of his antics this year have opened himself to at least this question being called as you guys just discussed all right we are going to have the rest of our buy seller holds we'll get through those in the overtime today for blaze tv subscribers at blaze tv.com slash dace however when we come back the return of the weekly profit of woe and lamentation next All right, back here on the Steve Day Show, here live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. You know, you don't have a lot of options, unfortunately, these days to avoid doing business with an entity that chances are detests you and your values, which is why. When those rare options present themselves, make sure you take full advantage of it. And thankfully, one of those places is with a product we all pretty much have to use these days in modern society. That's with our mobile phones. Make the switch now to our friends over at Patriot Mobile. You'll likely get pretty much the same coverage you're getting right now from the communists because they all use the same towers these days. Except now you'll have the peace of mind of knowing you're supporting, well... An American mobile phone company. There aren't a lot of those. Make the switch today, and if you go to make the switch and you're a first responder or a veteran, let them know. They'll give you extra savings as a way of saying thank you for your service. For the rest of us, you can get a free activation right now when you use the offer code Steve and head over to patriotmobile.com/slash Steve. Offer code Steve, PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, or you can call them at nine seven two Patriot. Well, it has been too long. So let us welcome back an old dear friend of the show. The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, has returned. Like MacArthur, my friend, how are you? We're doing all right, Steve. Quite the studio there, doing freedom and style. Yeah, who knows? I mean, your audience improves by 400 percent and suddenly they decide maybe you need like a real facility around here. Right. That's the way it works. So props to the audience for making it happen. And uh, props to the incredible uh, engineering and design team here at the Blaze that then did the, then did the thing. I mean, the, the level of work they did here and in a span of days, it's really incredible. So let's get to what we wanted to talk to you about. I want to start with now, this is the second day in a row now we've had a European member of parliament come out and blow the whistle on the jab. But really the one that I'm the most interested in was this Rob Bruce, who was on Tucker Carlson's show last night, who got the Pfizer rep to admit under oath in a hearing that they never even tested these things for Uh, Inoculation or the traditional definition of a vaccine because they had to, quote, move at the speed of science. And if you're wondering what that means, she told you what that meant with her next line when she said they were basically bowing to market forces here. Given that was the rationale given for why they had to impose this on us. Yeah, you were going to take this poisonous jab to help other people. And yet they knew all along it wasn't going to stop the spread of the virus Brother, by the time we, you and I, release Rise of the Fourth Reich, we're not going to pry open the Overton window at all. We're going to be guilty of confirmation bias here. This this narrative is unraveling fast.
3: Steve, not stopping transmission is the least of it. Obviously, it causes transmission. It uh, forecloses on any herd immunity, and now we see what is this from CDC's own the safe system it turns out that they were tracking the whole time 10.2 million people gave them feedback out of that 10.2 million people eight percent were bad enough that they had to see a seek medical attention average of about two three visits and 25 percent couldn't go to work the next day um we now know from a saudi survey what's eight percent
1: 8- of,
0: of 600 million doses in the country What's 8 percent of that?
3: Um, I'll see, tell you what it is. The, uh, put nooses on
0: necks after a fair trial, of course.
3: Several tens of millions, yeah. several tens of millions. And we have a Saudi survey as well that jives with that about 8 to 12 percent with Pfizer or AstraZeneca experience shortness of breath, breath, chest pain um, or irregular heartbeat or a mixture of, of of those. So now we see that the tip of the iceberg really was the tip, there is a much larger cohort that had at least moderate to serious injury, uh, topping eight, 10%. But to me, the biggest observation of these findings from the EU commission is political. See, typically in a healthy political system where you have a give and take, you have a boxing match that's equally paired, no one side could get away for too long with something so egregious and consequential that could potentially have killed millions, uh, injured tens of millions and disrupted the lives and destroyed the lives and economy of billions without one side throwing a flag on it. Look what they just did. Look look at this data. Look at that data. Look at any of these over a thousand studies and data points that we've collated over the last year and a half. But yet it hasn't happened. And Steve, it's still not happening. And the bigger news is that just today the FDA announced they they approved the new shot for those as young as five as an emergency authorization. When Biden himself said the emergency is over, reality says the emergency is over yet. It goes on. And have you seen a statement from Kevin McCarthy, from Mitch McConnell? From Any of these esteemed Republican governors? No, there is nothing they could do that will even elicit a response from the GOP. So this is how you can go on so long with such a devastatingly consequential lie to civilization and it and they'll respond to the news by tripling down on it because there's no accountability. That's the difference between having a real healthy opposition and a controlled opposition that allows the Overton window to move along with them.
0: So that's a perfect segue, brother, to the other thing I wanted to ask you about, because I I think the red wave is is a tsunami now. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing plus 24 districts in Rhode Island. Where Republican candidates are winning well outside the margin for error. I I said a few months ago that I thought if you were a Democrat in anything less than a plus 10 district or plus five statewide, you were in trouble. If they're if they're fighting for plus 24 districts in Rhode Island, there's very few safe spaces for them. Um, I I think we're looking at a tidal wave here, a tsunami. And I think what's going to drive this is beyond just the typical swingy suburban voters who want to send a message because the other side went too far right or too far left. You're looking at, for the Democrats, I believe, um, an unprecedented depression of black turnout based on the data that I'm studying. And then I think you're looking at an an unprecedented flight of brown voters, Hispanics, from Democrats to Republicans. And the thing that's the most concerning about that from the data I'm looking at is it seems to be generational. Seems to be family, you know, Hispanics in I's generation with families that are fully assimilated. Are like, I, I mean, I left Honduras for this. I don't want to live like this. We're not doing this. So there's 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 long lasting potential there. And and these aren't people, Daniel, like a lot of our audience, frankly, the Paul Mall cussing Grant Boomer grandmother who who really thought, um, you know, Sean Hannity was steering him right. That Mehmet Oz was the most electable candidate in Pennsylvania. They're not invested in the Republican Party as an as an apparatus. They're not invested in, you know, watching Fox and Friends to be given the neo version, neoliberal version of the narrative. They're doing this for existential reasons like they really believe those border county Hispanics really believe they're going to they're going to be saved by doing this. Six months from now. When it becomes very apparent that unless they're voting for Carrie Lake in Arizona and a few other places, that's not what's going down here at all. Where's all that energy go? Because I'll tell you where I know it's not going to go. It's not going to go. We're watching the five tonight, buddy. They're not doing that. That's not where it's going to go. They're not like us. They're not just going to. The dog's not just going to return to its own vomit. Let's go back to the partisan duopoly that we know. We know nothing else. And, and, and it's the, all the liberals fault. Even though there's 55 Republican senators and 250 Republican congressmen and 35 Republican governors. It's all Joe Biden. They're not going to do that. They're doing this aspirationally, not like us. We're just used to voting for traffic cones like, you know, we've been beaten down. They're going to do this aspirationally. They're going to channel all that energy into voting Republican and get almost nothing out of it with limited exceptions. Where's all that energy go after they after they figure that out? I think that's the fascinating story here.
3: Steve, there's never in American history been a greater opportunity than today to break that duopoly. Okay, people are starving for that leadership. And I think, as you noted, it will only take a couple months for them to realize, I mean, just look at the omnibus bill in December that will double fund every last thing that, that that's destroying us. People will need a place to go. The conservative movement and the Republican Party are perfectly positioned as that controlled opposition, an indispensable portion of the left to ensure that they have no place to go Mm -hmm. naturally there would be a movement that would arise i think what you're talking about steve is this typically we fought about programs the size of government but on the surface what democrats were at least offering was the opposite of what they're offering today abundance Mm -hmm. free stuff we're gonna help you we're gonna pay for your stuff oh this is gonna be cheaper now they're taking a different tact they're blatantly saying we are gonna shut you down
0: lock yeah. you down medical we're doing managed energy. decay we're doing the great it, reset so we're we're, we're gonna give you all the moral deprivation without buying you off like we did before you're gonna get nothing is, is the deal good. now
3: scarcity is good yes. It's good that you don't have stuff yeah I mean Politico just tweeted out a couple of hours ago uh, you know Putin did what what nobody else could do to end fossil fuels so they're they're actually praising that which we knew they wanted this war as a as a result, typically they would say, no, it's your fault for raising gas prices. It's your fault for the cost of living. Now they're like, hey, embrace the suck. Mm-hmm. So that has nothing to do with the traditional right and left. Nobody wants that. Nobody could live that way. But if you listen carefully, do you even hear a faint echo of Kevin McCarthy speaking to this? I, I just noted on my podcast that Glenn Youngkin, he wrote a whole uh, paper on, you know, we need a better way to transition to cleaner energy. They're doing it too rigidly, but they support the premise, even on energy where you would think there's some sort of difference. The more there is a building wave, the less and less there's a distinction between the parties. It has never been easier to draw a sharp contrast, yet the contrast is as small as it's ever been. This is so why I think that is the most important observation in politics because – I'll tell you this much. I know that is happening. That is coming down the pipeline. Uh, there will be a disappointment. And I think what's important is these voters, unlike our voters, they're not going to be satiated on the next generation Trey Gowdy. Mm-hmm. The the vacuous House hearings. Yeah, they're not looking to own the libs on Fox
0: News tonight. They don't give a rip about that. Yeah,
3: exactly. When you're talking about eating bugs, drinking sewage, no heating for the winter, um, no medicine. No food. Uh, you know, <laughs> let me tell you something. This is getting real and it's already starting in Europe.
0: Two minutes is all I have left. This is what we're describing here is why I'm in fear of civil war. Because the other side isn't going to stop. They're on the highway to hell, man, pedal to the metal, ain't stopping. If there is no peaceable conventional agency to provide representation For all this energy that you and I are talking about. These people aren't going to say, you know what, on second thought, yeah, I really want to watch the five more than I want to let my son have a penis. Yeah, you know what, I really want to watch uh, Hannity tonight uh, and get to the bottom of it with Lindsey Graham more than I want to let my daughter go ahead and not have her chest, her chest bound. So you guys keep doing, they're not going to do that. Where's all this energy go? That's my fear.
3: Where could it go, Steve? Where could it go? Back in 1776, you didn't have 35,000 FBI agents with every tool of technology, surveillance, all throughout the country. I mean, that's bigger and more potent than any standing army that they ever envisioned. And uh, I don't know where you can go. That's that's really the open question. Um, I do think that the bread and butter will matter. Um, with COVID, the reason we didn't have this is at the end of the day, they spent $5 trillion. So they paid they, they, they bought people off as unconventional as the issue was. They chose conventional means. It was just a lot more expensive than it ever was.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But if the food and fuel ain't there, it ain't there. I mean, that's what we're rapidly approaching. That's where you, you end up with Dutch farmers
0: and everything else you're seeing in Europe right now. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, you can't print your way out of this. And that's that's going to be when the, the rubber meets the road. And, and that's I think when this binary, which is really duopoly politics, comes to an end
0: depressing but insightful as always my friend thank you appreciate you see you later take care you bet daniel brought to you by our friends over at my patriot supply which you might be seriously considering right now after that conversation that's why i saved it for this moment all right if you want to make sure you've got three months of emergency food just in case let's go brandon happens to the food supply like it's happened to everything else Take advantage of this special offer right now. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you go to preparewithdace.com. That's preparewithdace.com. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, even snacks and drinks, the full complement of 2,000 plus calories a day that you need. It's good for up to 25 years with proper storage as well. Get that peace of mind today. Get it for 20% off and free shipping when you go to preparewithdace.com. Thoughts on the conversation that Daniel and I just had.
1: Well, it all comes down to the fact that reality is immaterial to a, a lot of people. To pick your topic. This is what, how many topics did you just talk about right there? Fundamentally, the cancer we're dealing with is that this, the spirit of the age is trying to turn the world into the upside down. And so, Steve, you should be more than concerned about civil war. Civil war is inevitable, Unless we, who, from various points of view, believe there's a reality. There's a lot of things we don't believe, uh, agree with about the Muslim faith. We're on their side in storm in that classroom. Mm-hmm. How many uh, scenes have you seen like that per capita with a bunch of white Anglo faces? I mean, we just had mm-hmm. a woman on from yes. the
0: hamlet of Ankeny, Iowa. Yes,
1: why doesn't Ankeny look like that? Yeah. That, see, that's that's the problem. He, there, people think there's a different reality than there is. The reality that exists is that this thing is about to explode and there won't be any going back. Full stop. Aaron, that's
2: a, a version of that is the point I was attempting to make a, a couple of weeks ago talking about Vladimir Putin. He may be everything. And I think he is a lot of the caricatures. He is uh, an evil gangster. Who treats his own people like chattel and treats people in general like chattel. He's just an evil guy. He also knows what a boy and a girl is, I think, you know, so not saying that I'm on his side because of that one issue, but at least, you know, there's some foundational building blocks. The people who are fighting him right now, or at least the forces that are fighting him right now and trying to push him back out of Ukraine uh, they don't know what that is. So we're left in this weird up, as Todd just said, we're left in this weird upside down void right now where the people that are supposed to be representing us don't even agree with us on the foundational building blocks, whereas we have dictators who actually do. But, you know, that's not exactly an alternative. So until people and I'll re- repeat the refrain that we had yesterday until there are more people like Kimberly who joined us on the show yesterday who just say over my dead body don't give a flat rip what you think about me or anybody else no that's the line in the sand come at, come at me bro in
0: other words let's find out yes back at it again tomorrow until then john 317